All is fair in Love Warren Challenges. I, this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Bananas Defender. What's really good? One hell of an episode we got this week. I'm so excited. I got my tickets for Challenge Mania Live over in Nashville. Really hope to see you guys. Uh, are any of you guys going to Nashville coming up in January? Right here. Becky. Oh, it's going to be so dope. So dope. We get to see all of our old friends. We get to see everybody who was popping a little bit of shit on Twitter. <laughs> Keep that same energy. Oh God. 100%. Keep that same energy. Damn. Let's see you got that <laughs> to talk now. Let's see you really got that to talk now. Damn. But moving on. One hell of an episode. Let's go ahead and yes. jump into it. Yes, indeed. <laughs> first thing, first headline we got to get into is going to be D versus Team UK. Kaylee and the whole rest of Team UK is having a meeting. This is right after the Proven Ground last week. Everybody wanted to address the situation that went on with D. Rogan lost all faith in D and wanted to have her taken out. But after she threw a fit, he had a change of heart and he kept her into the game. Kaylee tries to reestablish trust. I made it as far as I did last season. Yes, Wes was my partner, but was Wes the only one that carried ties to the sand dream? Was Wes the only one that swam in the ocean and carried puzzle pieces and sold puzzle? Was West the only one that made Tribunal five times last season? I don't know. Was I didn't he? Watch it. I don't well, know. obviously you, you and you and you didn't watch it. You got knocked out before you even saw how I fall. And it's just really disappointing to hear from people that I thought that I could trust. You bunch of assholes. Who are you to say that D can't do something? Who are you to say that D can't swim? D can't run? From the beginning, D has showed us nothing but loyalty. She shouldn't have been treated the way she did. So D is obviously mad, and for good reason. Let me ask you guys: Do you guys feel like D has done enough this season to prove herself to to remove all doubt from everybody's mind? Tyler, kick it off. Well, I don't think that she has. I mean, she still has her flaws. She still struggles in you know several different events and things that should worry teammates of hers. I mean, if you look at what she's done in just her two seasons, she always has. A supporting member right next to her she had west all last season and as soon as those ties were cut she struggled and now she's had rogan all season and those ties are cut so it'll be interesting to see if she struggles or if she flourishes here but i don't think she's shown enough that people shouldn't doubt her game becky i think d is a very middle of the road kind of player she does well in certain areas but like tyler says she has a lot of struggles in a lot of ways i felt like Joss was speaking truth where he said if I was falling back in certain areas would you tell me or would you just stay silent I'm just letting you know now it was a little late 
after they tried to throw her into an elimination to try and discuss this with her. But we don't know. Maybe this was discussed prior. Uh, I get where they're coming from, but I also understand that Dee has been putting in 100% of an effort, and I think people are not giving her credit for that. Bananas. I think no one else on Team UK really proved that they belong there besides Tori, Jordan, and CT. Everyone else, really, they've done the same thing every week. Week in and week out, they keep losing. So no one's really doing anything right on that team. So yes, is D reliable? No, but it, who else on, UK, on Team UK is? Fair enough. Let's go ahead and move into this daily. All right, everybody. Welcome to your next challenge. Today's challenge is called Puzzling Swim. Oh my God. <laughs> if you're not a very good swimmer, today is not your day. You guys have got to get this done. And if I was you, I would win today because it's very, very important, especially this late in the game. Wow. As you can see, there are two platforms floating out there on the water, one for each team. On each platform, there is a padlocked scroll with a riddle on it and a box of lettered tiles. To begin, your entire team is gonna start on their platform. Then when I say go, two pairs from each team are gonna jump off the raft and swim 150 meters to two different buoys. Each buoy has a rock attached to a key. One key for the US team and one key for the UK team. You're gonna bring that key back, then the next pair can jump in. And you guys are gonna continue this process until you get all four keys Unlock that scroll and start solving that riddle. Today's daily is going to be called Puzzling Swim, which is a stupid name, by the way. Ninja is going to be sitting this one out. She's going to be safe. How do you guys feel about that? Do you guys think that it's fair that she's safe, even though she is one of the weakest swimmers? Or do you guys feel like this is a good gameplay? I don't know. Just tell me how you guys feel about it. Becky. I love Ninja. I think that she's fun. I think she's misunderstood. But this is a complete, utter failure on this, on this part. It's, it's ridiculous that she's not competing. They should have made her go by herself if there wasn't a partner for her. Like, they made someone on Team UK go by themselves. Well, the reason why she didn't go was because they wanted to keep it a 4-on-4. If she went, it would have been a 5-on-4. So, like, I see why they made her sit out. And if I'm on Team US, I want her to sit out. She's the worst swimmer there, and I don't want to risk myself being eliminated of the game because of her. All right, and Tyler. I mean, it's 100% bull, in my opinion. You're there to compete. You're this far late in the game. I think it's a cop-out to just make yourself safe and put other people um, on the chopping block. I mean, what has everybody been criticizing Zach and Jordan for all season? They're too hard on Ninja. They're not being fair to her. She isn't that bad of a swimmer. And now she has a chance to prove herself, and she cops out. Well, a portion of that is because nobody wanted to swim with her. So that's also a part of it. And speaking about nobody wanted to swim with her, nobody wanted to swim with D either. And it was actually a fight on Team UK. And Rogan ended up getting stuck with her because he deserved to. He's the one who made this mess. If they were still fucking, he definitely would have been the one to swim with her. How do you guys feel about D's treatment at this point? Because even now, after the whole debacle, Nobody wanted to bite the bullet. Nobody wanted to go in and have, and have her on their team now that they know it's going to be a purge. Do you guys think that D is treated fairly in this situation? Bananas. Fairly, no, but I do see where the guys are coming from. 
like you guys are in the game you want especially during a purge you want to you know stay in the game so the guys are going to do whatever they can to make sure they're still in the game should they have said what they said and like basically degrade her as a person no they should have just been like d been straight up like yeah you're not the best and i want to be safe so i can't do i don't want to be with you right now don't just hide around it color i mean i think it was great from ct's perspective just to kind of be like hey man that's your ride or die you chose to hang out with her all season i'm out like he had every ct had no reason to be with d and rogan absolutely should have i do think d it, it, it is a bad treatment like if you've ever played team sports growing up and everything you're gonna have somebody on the bottom of your roster that you have to just be able to work with and i think rogan should have at that moment stepped up and just said d you and i let's crush this like instead of like looking like a coward in front of you know arguing with ct on no you take her (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's not about being fair at this point i i feel for d but at the end of the day she knows she's not a strong swimmer and she has to know that people are scared to go home so the fact that she's being singled out yeah it sucks but it's not wrong they're not wrong to be concerned about running with her or swimming with her because she already knows that she is the low man on the totem pole when it comes to swimming. So this daily is going to be a long swim, long swim. And unfortunately, this is going to be one of the dailies where they don't show us the time. So it's hard to tell how everything is stacking up, but there are some moments that I wanted to point out. One of them was Zach working really well with Ashley. What do you guys make of that? Are you guys surprised that those two work together or that Zach was being so positive and helpful to throw you guys off? Just tell me how you guys feel about it, Tyler. It didn't surprise me at all. It shouldn't surprise anybody, honestly. I mean, ever since his partnership with Amanda, um, all the way back on, um, on Fun and Reckoning, I mean, he, he obviously got a lot of criticism from the public, from Jenna, from how he treated his partners. And he took it to heart because, I mean, he was partnered with Zahida last year. And nobody would want to really be happy getting partnered with Zahida until you see her perform, you know? Because, you know, and he still treated that with respect and was positive about that. And then he comes into this and he's doing the same thing. I said it a couple weeks ago. I honestly think he's turned over a new leaf. I think Jenna has been on his case. And I think he's actually trying to be a nicer person than he's been. And your opinion, is he being a nicer person overall? Or is he doing this just for TV? I think he's being a nicer person overall. I really do. I think I, I, everything that I've ever heard about Zach is that he actually doesn't really care to be on TV. I think he's just one of those guys that likes to compete and everything, and some of these people are his friends. But I've heard that he hates those cameras, so I don't think he's trying to put on a facade for other people. I mean, it, it'd be weird that if he was, because I think the cast would actually show that and be like, no, he's fake all the time. Tyler, this is a guy that just a couple episodes ago, was splashing water in Ninja's face instead of being encouraging and trying to help her push through or help her figure out what she needs to do in order to make it through. He hasn't changed. The only reason he talks differently to her is because it's Ashley. Ashley is a stronger competitor, and she already knows what she's doing. So he is just playing a very small part. At the end of the day, Ashley was going to do great anyway because she's one of the best swimmers. I see where both of you are, where we're both coming from. I just think at the end of the day, Zach was only nice because he knows if he yells at Ashley and he gets in Ashley's head, Ashley won't perform. Ashley, and it's a purge. If Ashley doesn't perform, they both go home. So Zach's like, you know what? 
You gotta be the bigger person. Let me play nice for the 10 minutes we're swimming together and guarantee my safety. I think that's what it came down to. I don't think it's him being a nicer person or him being a fake person. I just think that he just wants to go further on in this game. Okay, so here's a question I have in anything. Because th this is the issue that we have. Because like you kind of just said that he was rude to Ninja a couple weeks ago and everything. Um, but what's not said is that Ninja was consistently underperforming. She talks the talk but she doesn't walk the walk and i think that's where the frustration comes should he have done what he did no no everybody should get participation awards in this day and age we get it you should be nice to everybody so there's where my question comes is there a limit or a point when you're have a teammate that is consistently underperforming that you're not allowed to show your frustrations on i mean why can't zach and jordan show their frustrations is it because she's a girl and they're dicks that everybody hates if somebody splashes water in anybody's face that's trying to help. Now, I understand that she wasn't doing a good job. But if I went up to you and just started splashing water in your face or threw a drink in your face because you were frustrating me, it's not a positive thing. Whether you're a girl, a guy, a dog, a cat, it doesn't matter what you are. It's, how, it's not just about what you say. It's how you act. If he had just yelled at her and said, go away, Ninja, you're not helping, instead of just starting to splash water at her, that's different. Here's the situation where we're all like, this is where it's all getting missed. There's two parts to this. First one, if I showed up to your job and was directly making your job harder, where your boss says, Hey, if this doesn't go flawlessly, you don't get paid today. And I'm constantly making your job harder to prevent you from getting paid. You should be frustrated with me. The second part of this is if the physical actions of throwing the water is the only negative thing and the yelling's okay, Jordan should never be hated on by anybody because he only verbally attacks people. Like you, oh you, my god! I, I'm just saying. In reality, I think he makes a very valid point. But let's not get lost that sometimes words hurt. But also with this environment, I think everybody got to toughen up a little bit. This is, I mean, none of us has the experience of being in the challenge house. It has to be crazy all the time, and it's one of the reasons why we watch. So let's go ahead and move on. The other takeaway is going to be. D's performance. Uh, going towards the buoy, D and Leroy was neck and neck. And at the end, she ends up smoking Leroy. Cam was a little bit closer, but she did great in this final. At this point, do you guys think that is vindication for D that she was able to prove all of the haters wrong? How big of a moment was this for D, somebody who couldn't even swim last season? Tyler. It is a pretty big moment based on the edit and what happened the week before. I mean, and like last season, how she's afraid of water. So like this was like a, a huge build to show her outperforming expectations of others. That being said, she still only beat two, maybe three people. It, we couldn't really compare Kara because we don't know how slow she swam. But she outswam Leroy and Kaylee. That's really it. And she's getting a lot of praise for this, which she should get praise for rubbing in their face that she is not as weak as they think she is. But therein lies what I just said. Not as weak as they think she is. She still struggled. A lot of these situations, it comes down to heart. And it comes down to uh, when your back's against the wall, whether you're going to be able to perform or whether you buckle under pressure. I think Dee is one of those people that if she's pushed up against the wall and people test her, that she's going to prove them wrong. Bananas? 
I think Tyler said it perfectly. I, D had a good day, but good isn't great. Like I would still take Tori over D in a, in a swimming challenge. D did um she did better than everyone thought she would, obviously, because she killed it today, according to her. But I, I just don't know. I think everyone has their good days and bad days. I think D just caught a lucky break. I think the next swimming challenge they have, I don't think she's gonna do it that good in. After all of this swimming is done, there's gonna be a puzzle portion. And for some reason, Polly comes in and just saves the day. The riddle is, I'm a five-letter word. I'm normally below you. If you remove my first letter, you'll find me above you. If you remove my first and second letters, you can't see me. Polly, it seems like a light bulb just went off on this guy's head because he, like, snaps, and I think he's got it right now. gets it done for Team U.S., the Team U.S. gets the win. Does Paulie coming in and, and saving the day and getting this puzzle done, does this surprise anybody? Does this shock anybody? Or is this just Paulie being the competitor that he is? With me, um, with Riddles, I don't think anyone is like a clear favorite to them. I think it's basic common sense, even though that's kind of rare these days. I think when you look at a Riddle, it's either you know it or you don't. Yeah, you can look into it, but like, it's all luck. Like when I do puzzles, if I if I spend more than ten minutes on it, I know for a fact I'm not getting it and I'm moving on to something else. It's either you know it or you don't. And Paulie just happened to know it. That is one hundred percent ridiculous and false. Puzzles are problems that you have to figure out. You t- you take some time and you weigh your options and and you come to a solution. It's not just oh I just guess it and it's luck. No, I'm just, I'm saying like, when you walk into a puzzle, no one says I'm amazing at puzzles. It's you walk into it and that's when you realize if you know it or you don't. What are you talking about? You can't study puzzles. Yes, you can. You can train on puzzles. You can gain your knowledge in puzzles. Listen, Cora's pretty decent at puzzles. Sarah Rice was good at puzzles. And CT is no slouch either. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is that you can study puzzles. You can't study puzzles. You can practice them. You can't study a puzzle. And you know what? I know this. I know the answer to it right away. No, every puzzle you walk into with a blind eye because you do not know what that puzzle is going to be like. Yes, the more you practice it, the better you can be at it. But when you walk into something blindly, you can't know the top of your head. I know it right away. It's all, it's, it's all luck. That's why, it's, that's why it's an equalizer. Some luck. Yes, but all luck, I think, I think you're giving luck a little bit too much credit. Tyler. I mean, to touch on what Antonio said real quick, I do think there's a lot of luck involved, but I agree with you, Malik, that there is skill to it. Because like, if you put CT on a puzzle and you put him up against Leroy in elimination, you're going to put your money on CT. You know, and it, it's, so, so it's not completely luck. It's not completely random. However, I mean... When you're done doing that long swim they just did, your mind isn't fully there. You're trying to breathe. Now I'm gonna say this: I I got the first word. I got I I got the third word right away, and then I got the second word, and then my mind went blank and I couldn't get the last word. But I kind of caught onto this pretty quick. It's not a surprise that Polly did it. Polly is one of the most well-rounded competitors for this show. Like as much as people don't like his personality or whatever, he puts on a a WWE facade or whatever they want to say. Pauly is great for the challenge. Every single aspect of the challenge asks from its challengers, he excels. The fact that he overdid, like, Zach is pretty good at puzzles. Zach's pretty good at, you know, trivia. And Ashley's pretty good at this stuff. It, it's not a surprise, but it's 
awesome to see, actually, that he just got a little shining moment. Becky. Well, I think puzzles, like anything else, especially when you're tired, is that at one point, you just get that light bulb moment. And that's what happened to Polly. He saw it, and then all of a sudden, it fell into place. Similar to what happened on Bloodlines with Kara and Jamie when they were in that elimination. And she was doing the puzzle against uh, Johnny and his cousin. It just kind of came to her. She's like, oh shit, I see this. I see what it is. Um, and as you kind of play around with the letters and with the phrase, I think Polly is just a very intelligent person. I think a lot of people do not give him as much credit as they should due to the fact of the character that he likes to play up. Um, but I think that he is proving that he is going to be someone to really look out for when it comes to these challenges because he has the brawn, the competition, and from the looks of it, the brains. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. Awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Team US gets the win. So, TJ announces who's going to be the slowest competitors for this daily. There are two pairs that were really slow. But the one pair that is eliminated right now. This moment, I realized how much I really love Leroy because whether we win or not, I'm gonna be very proud of him. It's Jocelyn Kaylee. What the Oh my God. I'm in shock. How are we? as slow as Cam. And Leroy, they can't, they can't swim. All right, so take care, you guys. What the <sighs> You're still here, right? <laughs> it's okay. As long as you gave me your all, that's all, that, that's all I cared about. <laughs> I definitely understand why Leroy is crying. This moment meant so much to him. And you know, we've been through a lot together. So the fact that he kept me in this game, it's 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 emotional. I'm so sorry. No, don't be silly. I thought it was us. No, I'm gonna ball my eyes out when you win. Honestly, I'm gonna ball my eyes out when you win. My emotions just take over. Just tears of like joy, thanking God, because not only did I want it for myself, but I really wanted it for Cam. I did it and I'm still in the game and this just lets me know that like, this might really be my season to win. Lee and Cam are going to be safe. Josh and Kaylee came in the slowest time. They are gone, they are out, they are purged. It's a wrap on their whole season. And Leroy, he can't control his emotions. He made it out by the skin of his teeth and he breaks down and tears. What did you guys make of this moment? I mean, for me, I thought it was a beautiful moment that he just made it by the skin of his teeth and he was extremely happy. I mean, I loved it. I loved the show of emotion. Uh, what did you guys think? 
all I gotta say is uh, Georgia called it. Georgia said it a few episodes episodes ago. Keep Kaylee around. Doesn't matter. She's gonna get purged anyway. And I think what happened, Josh, Joss deserved it. He kept a layup around uh, his friends for the most part, but Kaylee is not good at challenges. She's done nothing here to prove herself. And as Leroy, I mean, seeing him cry and showing his emotions, I, I felt like I got the chills watching him cry because like, I want him to win so bad. And seeing him getting one step closer, it felt, it felt great. I think Leroy sees the light at the end of the tunnel. I think he sees himself winning this season. And that's what really has him right now is he sees himself in a great power position with a strong team. I think he really is so focused on winning this that it, it just overwhelmed him when he realized that he wasn't going to get purged because of his terrible swimming skills. Uh, it was a heartwarming moment. I was very happy for him and for Cam, um, two non-strong swimmers who definitely pulled this out by the skin of their teeth. Uh, so, I mean, they still need to work on their swimming and get stronger, but... You know, there are no slouches, and I'm glad that they made it. This was, yeah, a very emotional moment and everything. Uh, to talk on that before we talk about the purge, um, you know, you see this a lot of times with challengers, you know. They have these long challenge careers, and it takes forever to get a win. And sometimes just like, you know, Leroy, he's had a couple challenges where he's been disqualified due to injury, you know, and he's he's made it to finals and had to run with a brand-new partner, and he's made it to finals, and he's had one of the – weakest physical guys ever you know he's always had stuff kind of against him and this season everything's playing you know playing good he's, he's doing he's doing a really good job he's playing well I mean and yeah the true emotion that you see here just shows like the reality in the reality show you know he he's fighting so hard for this and it's a touching moment and it if, if you didn't feel a little bit of something when that happened like I don't know man you're dead inside I don't like to say that about people, but that, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. But now on to, on to Joss. Here's, here's what I found interesting. He's still yet to be truly um, eliminated by another challenger in this, in this game. This is his third season. I mean, is he not one of the most unlucky challengers around? <laughs> and I know he has three seasons under his belt. I know what you're going to say like, well, he chose to keep Keeley, but nonetheless his first season he has to go into an elimination against Derek which he did not see coming realistically he should have been going up against Shane and he would have won and stayed in the game his second season he has to run a final with Sylvia and <laughs> if it wasn't for if it was not for Paulie and them breaking their promise and Natalie he wins a final but one promise prevents him from winning a final then he goes into this and he gets purged out because of his alliance partner can't swim and i said this on like the first episode of this if you cannot swim why are you on the challenge why are they casting these people like mm -hmm. there's a pool there they give you everything to prepare <laughs> for what you're gonna have to do drives me nuts is joss not one of the most unlucky competitors and if you disagree that he is not the most unlucky who do you guys think is another person that's kind of unlucky same type of situation well i think joss is just in the, his three seasons shows how screwed over he kind of you know makes it so i feel bad for him um at the same time you bringing it up this way is very comical to me uh i think that at the end of the day i think he stayed true to a friendship 
um, that he's had for longer, which is Kaylee. But but all that heart isn't going to win you a challenge championship. At some point, when do you stop putting that that friendship, that loyalty, and put the money ahead of all that? I mean, I get that too, but it's also I get where he's coming from because at the end of the day, he still has to go home and face himself. So, unlike other challengers, Joss is the kind of person that finds it very hard to betray his friends and then have to look himself in the mirror the next day, unlike other people. So, I don't know. I feel bad for him. At the same time, I was laughing. Kaylee took it much better. She definitely took it on the chin, whereas Joss was in the confessional crying like a baby. Here's an example of why I think friendships in the game matter, but don't. As much as it pains me to say this, look at Sarah Rice, which she did when her and Bananas, they were aligned, they were friends. She said, fuck you, Bananas. Sent bananas into, into illumination, and he went home. And look what Sarah did. She won the final. What happened? What happened the next season? We're not going to talk about. But Sarah won the final. She put the game first, and that's that's what helped her win. Friends can only take you so far in this game, but there, it always comes to a point when you have to realize you're playing for yourself, and that's what matters most. But you know what? That that same strategy have worked against a lot of people. What happened when Jemmy? Doing Jenna. How did that season end up for her? What happened when Nelson decided to go for the win himself against uh, Shane and Corey? What happened when Tony threw in bananas? I mean, I think there's more instances of turning on your alliance, turning on your friends, have worked out against you more times than it has. Everything you just listed, that was Jemmy's and Tony's and Nelson's best season ever. The one, all you just listed. Jemmy made it farther <laughs> than she ever made in the game. Nelson got second place to a legend in CT, and Tony made it to the final and got fifth place. Now, no, 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 no. All... Listen, 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 listen. Nobody needs your logic and good thinking and general <laughs> common sense. That doesn't have any place on this podcast. Just say Carl okay. is great, Jordan sucks, and let's move the <laughs> fuck on. Can I answer your question, though? You asked a question, and you said, when is it a good time to put money ahead of, like, friendship and whatnot? And I think the only time you can do that, because this is the game where cast members, you know, reoccur and everything, is in your final season. In your final season, forget all friendships, cut all your ties, Mm -hmm. do whatever you got to do to get your win. Burn all your bridges? Exactly, because you're never going to come back and compete. But Joss is going to come back and compete. More than likely, Kaylee's going to be there. And if he burns a bridge this early in his career, he's going to lose a partner and a vote down the line. Let's go ahead and move on. After the daily, Ninja is voted into the tribunal. Why? No one knows, but that's just how it goes. And she goes ahead and picks Zach and Ashley into the tribunal. Zach is throwing a bone to the other team. Ashley and them is going to vote the same way. They have control of this tribunal. At this point, Team UK is small right now, and D is kind of a swing vote, and they are woefully outnumbered. Now, Paulie tells Ninja, Even with Joss and Kaylee gone, the only other concern on my end is, it's like we do have a lot of people, mm-hmm. and trimming up some of that is like, not a bad thing. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. So like, if Josh goes down there he may be upset but there's nothing he can do and so at this point d decides to approach rogan and figure out what the fuck is going on i genuinely care about you like a lot i know a lot more than just this game and when i care about someone i care about them wholeheartedly like i'm and that's why it it hurt me when like the person that i'm meant to care the most about 
doubted me and didn't believe me. Like, no. that really but broke it's, me. It's separate. Yes, you've got to think, like, yes, I care for you. I really care for mm -hmm. you. But then I'm getting everyone in my ear saying, mm -hmm. oh, you caring for Dee's going to lose your team final, all this kind of And then what you did today, it just, just proves that you should never be doubted in the first place. It's really weird for me right now because, yes, I'm still angry and bitter at Rogan, but I feel bad for him. He just lost his two best friends and he pretty much doesn't have anyone in this game that he's really that close to besides me. So I just want to be there for him and support him. So I just need to ask you, was Pops <clears throat> the one that was campaigning for me to go down? No, it should be like, a, no he wasn't. Me. He wasn't. He wasn't. He was just the one that was vocal about it. So Joss was like, oh, I don't think she could do it, I don't think she could do it. Pops was just like, mm -hmm. speaking up, speaking mm -hmm. what, what Joss was saying kind mm -hmm. of thing. Me and Joss have been best friends for a very long time and I'm sure he won't mind, now he's gone, me saving my ass by blaming the D conspiracy on him. So Rogan put all of the blame on Joss because he's not there to defend himself and it keeps him safe. In my personal opinion, this move is brilliant. It takes the heat off of him. It keeps D close to the Alliance. And it's all the best. Even though this shit's going to get aired at some point and she's going to know the truth, I think it's brilliant and terrible at the same time. Uh, how would you guys play this? I think he played it the best way he had, which is to try his best to save his own ass. Now, he looks like a scumbag. And I think he already knew that no matter what happens, he, he's going to look like a scumbag. So why not just continue on forward with the trash bagness? Uh, I really liked Rogan in the beginning, and I thought he was a straight-up guy, but God damn, did he prove me wrong. So I think it was smart on his side, but it just proves what a piece of garbage he is. I mean, I don't think he's not a stand-up guy. I mean, he just told somebody close to him that he thinks that she struggles in swimming and she freaked out, but everybody else said it behind her back. And right now what he's doing is he's trying to mend fences because if D is going to run a final, he can't be negative towards her. He has to be positive. So it's kind of like doing the wrong thing for the right reason. And that's what he's doing here. I don't think he's a scum. I think he truly cares about D. I honestly do believe that. I think he let the game get ahead of his relationship with her and he started shifting his focus there and that was that now what he said wasn't wrong what he did wasn't wrong nothing he did was wrong they're playing a game where the job and the goal is to win money in a final if you don't think somebody should is going to help you do that then yeah you should either encourage them like he said he was doing all season long he was saying hey let's go run hey let's go swim and she would always say no so, I mean, it's not on him anymore that he's like, all right, well, you didn't want to do this stuff. Why do I have to keep carrying you along with me? I think Rogan didn't really have a choice. I think if he wants to keep his ass in the game, he has to lie to D and blame it on Jaws. If you look at the numbers, D is a swing vote. Either D can either vote for, Ross, for Rogan to go in or D can vote for Jordan to go in. And Rogan, and considering they had a history, Rogan just had to just basically say, you know what? It was all Jaws. He's the one that started it. Come back to us, and you'll be and you'll be safe. D took it, and this is where we are today. That one hundred percent is a veteran play from such somebody that's so new to this challenge, because so many like young new challengers will like burn a bridge, and then they'll just be like bitter about it and be like, 
I'm not apologizing. They got to apologize for getting mad at me for saying what I said. But I mean, he took the bananas, the West, you know, the CT route where he kind of pleads the fifth and is like, no, 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 no. We need you. We need you. Don't vote me in. It's kind of smart. And I, I like the move. What he said was, I didn't do it. That's what he said. He said, it wasn't me. Look over there. It was somebody else. Now, I, again, I get it. It's a positive thing for him, but it makes him look like a jerk off. Looking like a jerk off compared to your piece of a uh, million dollars. Take it any day of the week and twice on Sundays. But let's go ahead and move on to these nominations. The nominations come through and CT wants another quick vote. He's like, Jordan? Awful Jordan. Anybody? Before I cast my vote, I'd like to say a few words. So the last few days has actually made me question a lot of people that I thought I would never question. And it's also shown me that two people I thought that were never going to support me actually really encouraged and supported me today. And I will never forget that. I hope you all know by now that I play this game with a lot of integrity and a lot of heart. And unfortunately, I'm still loyal to a fault. So Jordan, it That's has fine. to be you. That's fine. All for Jordan? You know what? You are loyal to a fault, D. And I hope it bites you in the ass. See you so, there. Jordan wants Rogan. And I'm a little confused about it. I, I, I'm not sure if he wanted Rogan because he wanted more control of Team UK. Or I don't know why. Or he wouldn't call out somebody like, you know, Paulie because he knew he wouldn't get him. What do you guys think of Jordan's move of going after Rogan? Bananas. I think Jordan only really had two options. I think it's either CT or Rogan. You, you can't sit there. Jordan can't sit there and say, yeah, give me someone on your team because the odds of that happening are slim to none, especially when two of them are working with Pauly. That was never going to happen. So he had to pick between CT and Rogan. And honestly, if you look at it, it will come down to who does Jordan want on the final with? CT, who's a well-known vet, or Rogan, who's done nothing to prove himself. So Jordan's looking at it that way. He's like, you know what? Let me go against Rogan. So if I beat Rogan, me and CT can go to the final the two of us. All right, time out, time out real quick. Because when it came down to choosing reinforcements, Jordan did not want CT, and he made the case for Turbo. Yeah, between Turbo and CT, because Turbo won a season. Rogan, prior to this season, what did he do? Nothing. He was the first boot on Vendetta's because he got hurt. So you, he's not proven. He's done nothing in, on this season, honestly, to me, in my eyes. He's done nothing to prove to me either. He has been in any eliminations, and during the dailies, Team UK has won shit, and he's done nothing for that team. So you can't sit here and say Rogan's a strong competitor. You know how CT is, so you got to trust your gut in CT. I, I, I get it. Stick with the devil you know. What I find interesting about him saying Rogan is I don't think that he was like, I want to go against Rogan. I mean, he said that he said going against Rogan would be fun. And I think what he's doing is he's playing the game where if Rogan's gone, he has CT's vote. It protects Tory next week. If Rogan's if, if he has to go against somebody on Team USA, he still doesn't have the numbers over on Team UK. But also, I think that he has this mentality of like Rogan's Rogan's bigger than me. He's supposed to be stronger than me. Let me show everybody that he's not. And he has this, like, I'm going to prove you wrong complex that we know and see. And I think that's what it is. He's just picking somebody that is in the best shape there and is supposed to be stronger than him. That way he can up show them. Becky? 
I think that Jordan has a stronger relationship with um, CT, which is the reason why he doesn't want to call him out. Uh, as strange as that sounds, especially since they're on opposite sides, I got to give it to Jordan that he does respect CT. And I think that he, at the end of the day, he doesn't want to go up against him. He'd rather go up against somebody like Rogan, who's untested, who he's been constantly trying to say that he needs to go into elimination, yet people are not putting him in there. So he's finally calling him out and saying, okay, let's get it done. I'll take care of it in his elitist manner. But I got to respect it. So Jordan calls out Rogan, hoping that he gets him in a elimination. Now, I have my magic eight ball here. Let's see what that says. Shake, shake, shake. Not fucking likely. Well, I don't need a magic eight ball to look into your future. You want a forecast here? Oh, what a shock. Not fucking likely. I mean, I think Carver's alliance is in a really good shape where now that, Jordan's, now that Jordan and Tori is on the other side, they can use them to pick out all of their enemies that they have on Team US. But let's go ahead and move on. Uh, during club night, Nani and Cam seemed to make nice over their love of Leroy. I'm happy you have two people that really care about you here. Thank you. Yeah. And one of them I want to have sex with. Yeah, definitely not me. <laughs> so that's all you, girl. <laughs> I saw you guys get off the bus today, walking back into the challenge house, holding hands. I've never, ever seen him like that, so. Don't learn a lot of you. He loves you for you, you know? I don't necessarily get along with Cam, but I look at Cam and Leroy and I see true love. I see two people that genuinely want to spend every single day together because they like each other. I feel like we should all be adult enough to just put all the drama to the side and enjoy the night. How do you guys feel about that? I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really nice, but ultimately kind of fake because we both know that both of these females can't make it to the challenge. Now with the alliance that Carver has, Tyler, how do you feel about these, uh, these two forces coming together and not beefing? I disagree with you. I think it was genuine. I think Nani's mindset is that she, after she saw Lee break down and have this emotion, that she just wants this for Lee just as bad as she wants it for herself. And she kind of sees that Cam and Lee are actually good together. Now, the timing of this is what makes it seem so protect me, protect me. But I honestly do think it was genuine, in my opinion. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm normally not. No, you're definitely wrong, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> I think that at the end of the day, Nani is not stupid. She knows very well that maybe it's about time she made some made nice. I'm not saying that her and are going to hold hands and sing kumbaya i think that she knows how to play nice especially when it comes to a friend's girlfriend you know what i mean all right bananas i think i agree with both of you um they're just doing it for their own game they want if they show they can be civil it's a better chance for them to remaining on the team if they cause drama then the next time being a female they their name might get brought up into a conversation where they're not healthy for the team and they can end up going home. So they're just doing it for themselves, doing it for the team, and it's smart. We also see that Polly is starting to get frustrated with Kara. She didn't do great in the swimming challenge, just made it by the skin of their teeth, 
and he feels that Corey Maria is uncoachable at times. Would you guys agree with this assessment, judging from what we've been able to see? I think that Kara has always had issues with her confidence. And she does think that at the end of the day, she can fail. Uh, now, she's got a lot of heart in her. And yes, at times, because she panics. We've seen this multiple times during multiple seasons. So I think that Polly is rightfully frustrated. I wish he did not announce it in front of everybody instead of just kind of talking to Kara alone so it doesn't look like they're you know working separately but I understand his frustrations because he just wants her to win and he wants to win and that's the competitor in him I think a conversation like that it's like it should be held off camera like when you get home like hey look I know you're struggling but like when we get back focus on swimming don't put her on the spot in front of the whole front of everyone else it's, it's kind of it's like an awkward situation to be around it's like I'm not, it's just it's just the whole it's weird i wouldn't i personally wouldn't say it for everyone so that's where i stand on it. it what he said wasn't wrong i mean this day and age criticism is not a bad thing it can express what you need to improve if your end game is to be better and if Kara lacks in confidence Maybe he could approach it slightly different way, I guess, and he should tailor it to her. But his comments weren't wrong. When he was sitting around saying she was uncoachable, she is uncoachable. That's not to her fault, though. Everybody knows Cara didn't grow up playing sports. She didn't do anything where she had somebody constantly coaching her, you know? So she's not used to being coached. coached you know? And if you're not used to being coached, you're never going to be coachable. That's not a thing that you just, like, one day are coachable. So he's not wrong in his assessment. I don't think he's being malicious by saying it. I think he's just saying that I want to do everything I can to help her, but I don't know how to do it. Let's go ahead and jump into the proven ground. So Ninja comes down, votes Josh. Zach votes Pauly. I don't know why he thought that shit was fly. And Ashley votes Josh. So it looks like the greatest challenge competitor in all of the history of the challenge. Is coming down to prove himself to be the king. King Josh, motherfucker, you heard me right. King Josh. (laughs) I thought you were talking about Jordan for a second there. I was like, I could see him saying that about Jordan, but Josh? No, not Jordan either. Neither of them. There's only one goat in this game. That's Johnny Bananas. Other than that, Eh, no one comes close. Man didn't wipe the floor with bananas, but that's a whole conversation for another place. TJ comes down to explain the rules. All right, boys. Tonight, you are playing End of the Rope. Now, buried underneath the dirt is 100 feet of rope. To begin, you and your opponent are going to pick up that rope, stand on those pedestals, and when I say go, you're going to pull that rope as fast as you can. And at some point, it's going to get tight. That is when this game begins. Your goal is to either get that rope all the way on your side or cause your opponent to fall off person to cause their opponent to fall off that rope or get it on their side three times will win tonight's elimination round stay in the game going for the big money loser goes home empty-handed holy fucking shit josh gets skunked three nothing in a elimination where you need two hands now listen I don't like Jordan. 
I don't like him as I, I don't like his personality. I don't like the way he talks to people, especially women. And the the whole incident with him and Naya. Now, as much as I dislike this motherfucker, you can't deny how good he is. And I think the way that he played this game, I mean, if you ever had any doubt about Jordan, the way that he played this was great. Round one, Jordan finds Josh's towel. He finds how he's going to pull, and he times it perfectly and gets him off. Round two, even though Josh tries to stall out, Jordan sells the fact that he's off balance and gets him to throw it. And then round three, after Josh is already tired, beaten, and broken, he pretty much eliminates himself. I think that this was a masterful showing by Jordan. I think this elimination is one of the reasons of why Jordan is so great when it comes to these challenges. How did you guys feel about this elimination? I really would love to hear about that. Why did they go three rounds? You would think that it would have ended after the second round because there's really no way for Josh to come back. So the second like, round, I think they were just, so, just trying so, to embarrass him. So two rounds is best out of three. Three rounds is best out of five. I, yeah. I don't know why they were doing best out of five. They should have just done best out of three. It's just embarrassing for that poor kid. I'm not going to lie. That's not the most embarrassing. I do remember this one time. You need to chill the f out before challenges. You're too stressed. I'm realizing with our team, something's not working. Oh, you're just now realizing And I'm that? realizing that we it's lose our- lose every challenge. It's our communication. But also I think that there needs to be, I'm a very affectionate, passionate, like I need, <laughs> I need like the female touch. <laughs> I need. <laughs> I'm doing a little bit of flirting with Amanda. I think that she's hot, but not only that, the way that she carries herself, just her sex appear, her confidence, um, she drives me crazy. There's so many girls in this house. Go hook up and get massages. Yeah, but I'm trying to build my team dynamic with you so we can become a better team. I it doesn't benefit me to give them good when I can give you good Disgusting. <laughs> Potentially help us with. I think the situation is that we're both sexually frustrated and you are. I'm not minute. at all. Josh is just more of like a brother to me. Like, he's really emotional, he's young, and he's, too, he's a little too nice. Why don't you kiss me to shut me up? That'll probably stop me from talking. Ew, because then I'll throw up. At this late in the game, you probably want to give people a little bit more of a chance to come back. These comeback stories are always great to slay in the game. Bananas, yeah. how you feel about it? So I really like this illumination. I think it was more, yes, it was physical, but like you get to think. And I think that's why Jordan won. You can't go into this one and be like, you know what? I'm stronger. It's an easy win. Because that honestly, everyone watching this probably thought that. But just seeing the way Jordan, how strategic Jordan is, like you saw the, the look on his eyes. He was watching jo Josh's every move. And that's what, I, that's what I like about Jordan. He plays his game for how it is. He knows how to play it. And it's just amazing seeing him like, perform this way. Like, honestly, I was starting to doubt Jordan in the beginning of this elimination. I was starting to doubt Jordan in the beginning of this elimination. But the way he pulled it off was amazing. I give Jordan full credit. I jumped out of my seat when he pulled off the first victory. 
And then he pulled off the second victory and I, I like lost my mind. I, I coach high school athletics. I still play in men's leagues and everything in different sports. I, I'm still a competitor. And when I see somebody compete to the fullest and find a way to win, when <laughs> darn near almost every elimination he's had has almost been tailored against him, it feels like at this point, and he still comes through. I mean, it's impressive. It's impressive. And if you looked, he, it, wasn't, it wasn't just that he only had one arm to like tug of war and everything. When he was pulling the rope at the very beginning, he was just holding his, his, his left over there and he was just yanking with his right and just one hand pulling. It was, it was impressive altogether. 100%. Fair or foul? Ninja not defending her best friend D and voting in Rogan. Like completely just didn't defend her friend. She didn't yell at him or nothing. Like last season, D completely went on Turbo's throat and just went at him. So fair or foul for Ninja not stepping up and defending D? I think it's fair this time around. Mainly because Team UK, it, the game is a lot closer than anybody cares to, to mention. And they need Rogan on Team UK. Because if a challenge needs to be thrown, or if they need the votes, they're going to need Rogan on the other side. If Rogan isn't there, getting Team UK to vote and do the things they need to do gets a lot harder. Neither. Ninja isn't playing her game. She's playing Team Polly or in Kara's game. So whatever Polly says, she's going to do. Because we saw in the episode, Ninja had full... She wanted to go straight to Rogan, throw him in. But one little conversation with Polly could have been more, and her mind changed. Voting in Rogan hurts her. It hurts the team. Gotta keep Rogan around. No, it doesn't. It does. You're putting, in team, you're putting in two members in Team UK against each other. You're taking away their numbers right there. You're gonna, you're, trust me, in the final, you're gonna, you would rather have more people than less people. That's less people. Because if you're in the final, you can afford to take a little, like, rush. Because let's say they're carrying something, you can have three people carry it instead of everyone carrying it every single round. It, it all works out in the end. I honestly think that it's fair. The situation is, is D probably told Ninja that she was forgiving Rogan. Because that conversation about her not throwing Rogan in was happening before the proving ground. So D probably went to her and said, hey, this is what I want. Go with the alliance and vote in Josh to try and get rid of Jordan or a weak team player, a weak player on their team. So I think Ninja was doing probably what D told her to do at the end of the day. And Tyler. Here's here's the reason why I say it's foul. Um, A, you should always have the people's backs that have your back. If, let's just say this whole scenario plays out. Let's just, you know, a what if, let's say. She, uh, she throws in Rogan. Rogan goes against Jordan. Rogan goes home. What's her team going to do? Like, why would you do that? Well, she just got to say, I'm defending my friend. It's okay. Team USA, the alliance that's so strong, has no need for Team UK anymore. There's no need. It, if Team UK is not going to win another elimination to help them out in voting. So there's no reason to keep them. You get them both down there. Rogan goes home. Doesn't matter. The next week, Deer or Tori go home. Doesn't matter. I agree. The more people in this final, it should benefit you. It should. Every other final that has had mismatched numbers in team finals, not every, but more recent ones, if we're looking at the Ruins and we're looking at Cutthroat, you know, both those, when you had multiple people, you outperform the teams with less. 
It just happened. Even on Gauntlet 3, when Big Easy went down, they were destroying the rookies. They even came back to win after Big Easy went down. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why they didn't win is because Big Easy didn't finish the final. All right, guys, before we get out of here, let's move on to the hit list, the unofficial official power rankings for the Challenge 34 War of the Worlds 2. Tyler, who's your top five right now in the power rankings? All right, starting at number five, we have Killer Cam, who fell three spots this week. Uh, moving up to number four is CT. He moved up three. Also moving up three spots is Rogan to number three. Tori takes a fall down one all the way to number two. And then Jordan, again, moves up three spots to number one to take back his spot. And right now, I believe he is the leader for most times number one this season. All right, Jordan at number Wait, you one. the hit list? All right, so Jordan at number one, I can't not. I agree with you. Rogan at number three, why? I mean, he, he survived this daily. Cool. That's about it. Also, Cam at number five. What the fuck does she do that is so great over a, a Paulie, a Ashley, a D, a Cara? Like, that's my biggest beef with your top five. Bananas. So wait, you call us the hit list? I call it the shit list. <laughs> Besides the top two. <laughs> Besides the top two. Rogan, CT, and Cam? No. Why? I just, I don't understand how Kara fell so many spots. Rogan didn't do anything this episode but being a lying bastard. Cam really didn't do a whole heck of a lot, and neither did Nani. So, I don't understand any of this list. I disagree with all of it. All right, so Cam fell three spots. Remember, it is carryover week to week, um, but Cam stays high because realistically, Cam would have been like a top five, six swimmer because we know Cam's a good swimmer. She stayed back to help Lee. She put her neck on the line for Lee and stayed in this game. The only reason they were a bottom two swim team is because of, of Leroy. Now, if it's real or not, she still seems to have mended fences with, um, you know, Leroy's number one or number two and Nani. And Nani outperformed almost every girl on her team, sans Ashley. So all those guys deserve to be up there. It makes sense in my eyes. Now, Kara falls because not only was she a bottom three or bottom four swimmer. Okay, so we have poor performance in the daily challenge, which I know it's not her, you know, it's, it's, it's not her forte. So I'm not going to falter too much for it, but poor performance. Also, she was 11th out of 16 in TV time when it came to interviews. And this includes an episode where two people were purged out halfway through. So that means she was 11th out of 14 in TV time. So why should she move up if she's not getting a lot of exposure? She was more involved in this show because Polly was talking about her, because Jordan was talking about her, but she didn't get much time herself. So that's why she falls. And she'll probably be back up because she's very safe. Anybody told you to be so fucking logical? Let's shit the fuck up out of here. Anybody trying to hear all that logical shit? Lord Logic. Just say you hate Carver and move the f I don't hate. I don't hate here. Quick disclaimer for anybody that's listening. I, Lord Louder on Twitter and Instagram, aka Ty, the Hi, Ty. unofficial official, the unofficial official writer for the power rankings of MTV's The Challenge, hates no challenger. I stand the challenge. If there's anybody that I disagreed with the most, it's TJ. That's it. 
Exactly. See, that's my point. I like the competitors on the show. I like TJ, but I'm saying if I had, you know, I don't dislike anybody. I don't hate anybody at all. I try and find logic. I try and see both sides of everything. That's going to do it for us here at Love War Challenges. Make sure you visit shop.lwcpodcast.com for all of your Love War Challenges, the hit list, and general challenge gear make sure you follow us on youtube we're going to get a lot of shit popping there make sure you follow us ahead of make sure you follow us in advance we're definitely gonna have a lot of great content pumping out of there soon enough most likely when the season ends bananas close us the fuck out another great episode podstars hope you enjoyed it make sure you stay updated by following us on twitter and instagram at lwc podcast join us up on facebook at facebook.com slash love war challenges also check out our new website lwcpodcast.com make sure you make sure you listen to us on itunes spotify google play soundcloud stitcher iHeartRadio, and youtube to give us those five stars give us a great review and most importantly make sure you subscribe have a great day podstars peace